0: This morning we're going to have some uh, interviews, sometimes called dokusan san or Sanzen, um, between students and teacher. This person and other Sangha members here, some are temple residents, some just come from the distance, off in the distance for this uh, service and teaching, <clears throat> so the idea with um, all the people I'll be talking to are people who I have kind of an ongoing relationship with as students, and so anything can turn up uh, that might might uh, be on a, an ongoing situation, but it should become clear. Um, will we still be taking some questions? Oh yeah. yeah. So we'll still take some questions. Different ways of accessing this, either through the phone or through, uh, uh, is it, uh, the, chat, through the chat. So who's the first victim? Michael. Oh, this should be easy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's an emphasis on stillness in the way that, uh, there's an emphasis on stillness in the way that we're taught meditation here.
2: And I'm wondering um, what stillness can teach us about movement?
0: So the idea with, uh, uh, stillness is we discover that we, we can't really stay still so by endeavoring to use that uh, aspect of our whole being body speech mind how to Fundamentally hold still we begin to through contrast We begin to see slowly over time because it's a practice. It's not a result uh, We begin to see the way in which the, the mind or the consciousness or that production part that analytical part of the mind is operating. So we spend some time just kind of getting to know uh, that uh, that aspect of ourselves that most of the world is shutting down on. Most of the world is shutting down on the basic operation and just imputing a self who wants this, who doesn't want that, and doesn't care about that. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. More? Is
1: there some kind of inherent suffering that exists inside of movement.
0: I think so, yes. It looks that way. How's it look to you? Uh, between this and that there's a tension between this and that. Fear can be that kind of tension. Uh, hope is, is a tension that is not particular may fill up What hope does is fill up the the intelligence that should be looking at what's going on with, well, I'll just have hope. Hope doesn't seem to work too well in that way, other than it plugs up the area so you don't quite feel so bad or, or feel like you're particularly suffering. You're not in front of everyone. What are you in front of? Mon projections. Good one. There's no way you can know anything. As uh, has been said before, all knowledge is ignorance. Until you see what that is, you may argue with it.
1: If I don't think my thoughts then
0: how am I able to communicate through knowledge? So the kind of communication uh, that we're talking about has different levels. There's just the information communication, pass the salt, you know, um, when are you going to the store? Will you help me fix my flat tire? And so on like that, there's that kind. And then there's the other kind of communication. And there's different levels also we can go into But the kind of communication that uh, is uh, fundamentally uh, at the core (coughs) is a relative uh, meta, is without a communicator. It doesn't belong to anyone.
2: How can there be communication without a communicator? That's the
0: only way there can be. True communication, complete communication. Everything everything else is artifice, invented. What, uh, concepts, what? concepts, go ahead. go ahead. What is true and complete communication? Not separate. As it says, as uh, Coburn's translation of the Heart Sutra's uh, mantra, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. Nothing to do. Everything at once is something else. also said. Is
2: it important to?
0: Yes. It's important. What is important? What you were going to say. No. Well, what, is, what is important? What is important? Find out. What's important is find out what's important by slowly looking at all the things that you assumed were important, especially in your situation, the things you've been grasping at, rejecting, avoiding, What's, what's the purpose of a Dharma name? I think the intention could vary depending on who's giving the name, who's receiving the name. There's probably lots of variables there. But I think that uh, what seems to uh, carry some weight, if you actually use it, and something called, uh, I don't know, as I recall, the entire uh, metaphor of a change of name, change of, uh, change of attitude, um it's, it's a way of helping you since you want to be a student of the Buddha's Dharma with the help of a, a preceptor, with the help of uh, a community of people who want, our Sangha who want that also. It seems to be helpful to go from, like your uh, given name was Cody, and uh, recently changed your name to uh, Three Arrows, was it? Or was it Two Arrows? Two, two Arrows, yeah. Nishikai, or Two Arrows Meet. So it's just a way of uh, giving you a different uh, reference to your identity. People start calling you by that. You contemplate that. You, you think about that. You may think about why I call you that. You may see if that applies. And to some people it may seem like an insult, uh, the name. To others it may seem like a compliment. And to others it may be totally mysterious or confusing. Uh, so, but the purpose seems to be from my understanding, is to help you work with your identity by giving you a uh, the identity, a name, a concept um, that is a little bit different than what you got uh, when you were born. It's based on uh, on the lineage, on being a, uh, a part of the family of the Buddha that goes back thousands of years, a family of people who are interested in waking up to what this is, not. Nobody did join There's no cult here. There's no no requirements from the point of view of uh, anything. So on the other hand, we receive in our tradition we receive uh, 16 precepts, as you know, and uh, <clears throat> those concepts help us see how our mind works by looking, by observing those, and watching how that works. Not to kill, not to steal. Say things that aren't true, to be with all things as the Bodhisattva Vow, or to save all beings, put others before yourself, and you do that as uh, a Bodhisattva, then your Bodhisattva name is uh, Two Arrows Meet. Very unlikely for that to happen. But it was very unlikely for you to happen. How did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> so, further question about that or, or something else? Mm-hmm. What came up is. How do we, what
2: does it mean to, like, I'm confused around my vows out of, like, how to execute them? It's just a thought in my head, but it doesn't really
0: seem to stick. I can't maintain staying with all beings. Or... So it's not about maintaining anything. It's about awareness. And so awareness that you can't maintain it, awareness that it comes back, awareness that it goes away altogether awareness that you're totally flooded with, I don't know what to do next. You're no matter what happens, there's no uh, correct, no incorrect. There's just awareness, which may arise as a form that you need at any particular time, Wednesday at three o'clock, something rises about a particular um, form, uh, not to you might notice the way in which, even though you've never thought of yourself as a liar, where you've just told somebody something is not exactly true. Awareness, it's not about correcting that. Even though it's taught that way, don't lie. But on the other hand, look deeper and see, see what, what is it to to be genuine, to be sincere, and notice that you can't help but lie. Relative truth is lies. And so when we participate in that, there's some uh, where we're either deliberately or accidentally or, Missing the point. So just awareness, nothing to maintain, nothing to not maintain, uh, no reference point. Just to watch how that arises relative to what happens in your life, based out of awareness rather than based on wanting this, not wanting that. Based on the three poisons, which are, are the, the is the way that the self-centeredness, Cody, functions. Not nishikai. Change of name
2: with these reference points do we have to use them a lot or remind ourselves of them
0: i leave that up to each person some people receive recite these every day we actually do in here if you live at the monastery which you do then you're going to be just in the forum you're going to be reciting that in some way maybe not the literal going through all 16 of them but that would be i would leave that up to you how to use those rather than tell you and interfere with your way of uh, awakening, your particular way, what particular landscape that you need to go through to see reality, to see what's fundamentally true yourself uh, is going to be different than this person or that person. And so sometimes what happens in people's uh, wish to help others, they set up forms that are too strong, that are more about fundamentalism or more about obeying or right and wrong and actually uh, could, you could say, slow down someone's awakening because of someone wanting to control that sangha needs control, getting out of hand. Now, this might have worked in the 13th century, different kind of culture uh, in this particular culture, which is, uh, I don't know, you, you explain what this culture is. I, know, I have no idea. All I know is uh, I, I help you with your permission, I'm not your boss, and not your guru. I'm a meditation teacher. And then, then how, you, how you work with this person, uh, I, uh, I leave that up to you. And it could function on a very high devoted level. And it may just be on the level of uh, being uh, a mentor or somebody you can get advice from. That's up to you.
2: How many people are on the list? Or- I don't worry. Okay. Can keep them. Uh, I was wondering, in what sense
0: the absolute meets relative, or have a look at that. So, absolute and relative are concepts about something, and uh, absolute it's a, a way of teaching or way of talking about it. The fundamental situation is the absolute and relative are not two different things. They're separated and it seems to be because of, uh, the the coming down into a relative situation to actually, uh, the absolute manifesting as a being consciousness being, as I've said before, and the metaphor works a little bit, probably enough to be used. We're kind of downloaded into this physical form, and then we start to, because this physical form is, you know, we have a reference point. You know, if I hit you and knock you over, you have a pretty good reference point for you. <laughs> I would do that. I don't think.
2: So, what does the absolute, how do you? What
0: does that represent? So, so from the relative mind, the relative point of view, it looks like nothingness. Sir. So that's why it's, you, we have a teaching device we call shunyata, or emptiness. So we we need to not abandon the relative situation, but we need to say through the teaching, everything is empty of what you impute or what you think it is. So as it says, and we talked about the five dharmas of the Lankavatara Sutra yesterday, if things arise, we name them, and then we make up stuff about it. It's a good thing, a bad thing. It shouldn't be. It should be. It needs to change this. It needs to get a bigger hat. It needs to have smaller shoes. We have, we're always mixing it up and gossiping around uh, what's happening. But if you, if you practice just looking at that without adding to the gossip, without taking away from the gossip, you just watch that through the sitting practice of meditation, Shikantaza, then there is the possibility. There's no guarantee because it's not cause and effect. Uh, other than if you slow way down You'll there's a better chance you're gonna see what this actually is And what it's always been it's something. It's not a new event that comes along and it is empty of uh, Any self and it is empty of an other duality And it's still extremely relative Still something can be moved around. That's why it's that's why this particular illusion is so powerful because it's it's so solid. Whereas the dream we have at night is, is solid while we're in it, but as soon as we get out we look back and say, That was wasn't real. That was a dream. So this is also a dream.
2: The sangha, or practice with the sangha, to benefit each other. Put everything
0: on receive. No, no whatever is coming towards you, especially with the sangha, but with the whole world actually. But the sangha, uh, put everything on receive. In other words, whatever happens, receive. Any kind of <coughs> thing that needs to be added to it, like they shouldn't say that. Or what are they saying that for? If, excuse me if everything is on receive. then anything you're adding you actually get to see how you add. so if you have take the attitude of just receiving just receiving then the contrast will show up when you're not you're not able to do that out of your own what fear possibly or your own um, uh, maybe irritation with something you can't find the source of somebody's particular style personality is, seems to be uh, um, uncomfortable just receive. As I've said uh, in other uh, instant talks, uh, the generosity that I like to point out is give everything your attention. Just leave nothing out, and that doesn't—that means give it your attention, because if you give something your attention, and you just give it your attention, then you really won't know what it is, because there's no name for it, there's no interpretation of it. But as soon as you name it, it's a hand. As soon as you interpret, it, uh, add something onto it, it's my hand. Uh, I have arthritis. This hurts. You know, and on and on, elaborations, elaborations. So, when you meet someone uh, in the sangha, in the community room, uh, in this environment here in the zendo, uh, or or any place on the monastery grounds, you interact with someone. Just receive. And of course, I can elaborate lots of different ways. But I think that's a really good attitude. Be with all things. And how do you do that? Don't object. Don't agree. Being with something doesn't mean you agree with it. That's a misunderstanding. Also, more
1: more practical matter from events from today. Um, how if, if in order to do what you're intending to do. And you need to communicate with someone, and they're not receiving the communication.
0: How do you know they're well,
1: not? It doesn't appear that there's any response in the direction that needs to head for you. Okay.
0: You're talking about going into a prison? Mm-hmm. So you went into a prison up in Ionia this morning to talk to inmates. How many inmates came? Uh, ten. Ten was it about that situation?
1: Yeah. So what happened? So I went in there and I got there at seven. Mm -hmm. Usually when I get there because checking is pretty early. Easy now and the chaplain (coughs) intends to meet me there but when I got there they said he just left. He said he just couldn't wait anymore. So I get in there and there's... To ask the men if they had the books because we just signed in more books and some of them didn't have the books and the chaplain's got a different way of getting them in and I'm trying to communicate it with them about the books mm-hmm. that we sent in and I'm trying to get the men the books they need and the practice supplies and the whole setup and mm-hmm. he was just checking out or in response to what I was saying saying something else. So it seems like in order to do this, we need so communication. But if you try and try and you just realize it's not happening,
0: what can you do? So I know it's frustrating having gone into prisons, gone into that prison. Very frustrating. Um, and so we have to return to our original intention. To what are we there for? We're there to help people who want us to be there. These inmates may get out of uh, prison and may never study Buddhism again. We're not concerned. We're not looking for converts. We're looking to help people. So you can actually help the very person who is obstructing you by being with them. Now being with them doesn't mean agreeing. Uh, being with them might be turning around and going the other way. Good, it depends on the entirety of the situation. How do you know if you're seeing the entirety? You won't. If you think you see what's happening, you haven't looked close enough. You're still operating out of your opinion of what somebody should do or should do, or how if they're able to communicate or not able to communicate. So we have to be very uh, clear about any person, whether, whether it's a guard or whether it's the chaplain or the whomever comes along, we have to be very clear about what is happening. You need to help them. Anybody you meet, uh, they might not know it, but from our point of view, is Sangha. We don't, we're not trying to get them to do something else, but you have to meet them the same way you would a person who was another monk. Be aware of what's happening with them. See and Just see that they're looking at a, a screen uh, three or four inches in front of their face, and they can't even see you. You could go up and smoke and they would still be looking at their idea of you, which is a uh, highly perfected and stylized and fear-based form of ignorance. So don't give up. That's it's your job. You're you've received uh, and are observing the bodhisattva vow. Um, you don't get to have just real easy people to work with. You get to have some of these, well, I can't use that. Expletives. You, can't, you, have, you, you may meet some expletives. <laughs> and some of those adjectives are like have all capital letters <laughs> so you may meet some of those and just meet them where they're at if you can without don't, don't particularly when I say don't this is uh, about bring your awareness to that rather than me telling you what to do so uh, you can also just watch how you can't do what I'm about to say <clears throat> don't abandon anyone especially guards or chaplains or anybody you meet. Abandon no one. Be with all things. Help everyone. And that's not going to feel very good, probably, because your original intention is set up as a particular ideal way that you want to help people. Here's the the wonderful, uh, devoted inmates who want to practice Buddhism. (laughs) You know a few of them. So don't. I mean, you don't want to disagree with that or no, do away right. with it because we need some kind of a uh, ship to sail. But you could actually just be with. It's as if you, when you meet someone who's going another way and not allowing you to go through the steel doors or whatever, then just be with them. It's as if you never had a sangha, if there wasn't any uh, any, any group of uh, inmates waiting for you somewhere in a uh, halfway across the prison yard. Totally the thumb. Don't set up standards for anything. More about that?
1: So <clears throat> this could be the example of anything, but if you're in the midst of it yeah. and um, starting off with the situation like that and then there's ridiculous noise and chaos going on and in this situation, one of the inmates said the chaplain is now doing two jobs and he the chaplain seems just really stressed out and he's... Of checked out. So I mean I could see why I could see why that would
0: you know, be some that, wine, so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Go ahead. Um it's just kind of frustrating in the middle of it and here we are doing service and trying to carry on. But yeah. there's that angst, you know, of the situation and at the same time endeavoring to carry on. So how is there a way not to um, express that frustration in the
0: midst of it? <laughs> well, uh, it, for sure, uh, and definitely, you should feel the frustration. Uh, hooking up other aspects of your expressive nature, your vocal cords, your you know, hand and arm signals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do those. Uh, but, but awareness about the tendency or the, the, the wish or the impulse to want to take what is, uh, is your emotion. They didn't pour emotion into you. It's your emotion in response to causes and conditions that arise in your given environment, either this environment or this environment and do anything with it. Don't do anything unless you have to. If you have to, then you might have to, you know, put it here and get the accelerator and pop the clutch. Make sure that the drivetrain is in the back wheels, not the front wheels. That's awareness. But don't do anything unless you have to. And notice, use that as a Dharma gate for yourself. Notice the way when people act a certain way and, and get and, and, and thwart your intention to go in and teach the Dharma to these inmates. Notice that when the structure that we live in, society, the, the prison structure, which is a hideous, uh, controlled hell realm where we put human beings, instead of helping them, we put them in there to torture them. Odd kind of thing. But we do. And it's uh, and so we're trying to go into that hell realm and see if there's enough of an opening uh, to, to even get to the people that are saying, yes, I, I want help. I want help me train my mind. So you know, you're also working with the person who's stopping you. You're working with all the hell beings don't know they're in hell. They think they're in heaven. Follow that?
1: today, I was just noticing feeling like shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And then there's the story about the whole thing seems to come after that feeling. So how is there a way to um, not shut down on it, but not let it Mm get carried away or buy into
0: that? I think just the question that you're asking tells me that that's something that you're working with. Uh, there, there's nothing for me to correct there. We have to we, it's very important to actually have, feel the emotions and not take those to some kind of uh, uh, some kind of court and punish ourselves or do anything, it's always a us. And if we, if we watch them roll and roll out and roll back in and come back out again and do into some expression and then back off, and then we notice a story that comes up about something that just happens which is not coincident with what happened. But it's uh, it's uh, laced with our interpretation with uh, it has a lot of frosting of what we think it was what it should have been uh we just invent stuff all the time we're extremely creative in that way especially when, when we're in a situation where we're really frustrated so important to go to the fundamental feeling of the frustration and don't abandon anything those thoughts that are rising there don't abandon them by leaving them and going to something about the thought takes a lot of practice, a lot of awareness practice to see that, and the actual fundamental thing, as you've heard me say many times, the fundamental mistaken identity is, we think there is someone going through this. We think there's actually a being me, Kozan, What was your darwin name?
1: You just... Uh, what? What? <laughs>
0: Is that your name? What? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Kozan? Yeah, what does it mean?
1: The literal translation? Literal translation. Tiger mountain.
0: Yeah. What does a tiger do?
1: Sometimes it bites.
0: It tiptoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does a mountain do? Sits there. Do you understand?
1: Now that you just explained it.
0: <laughs> you thought it was a, a mountain with claws and teeth running after little animals. <laughs> More.
1: You've talked about <clears throat> confidence. it seems like when you're busy in the midst of it there's no time to really consider confidence but afterwards sometimes the spin it's like oh, not getting on myself about oh I can't do this right or I suck or I don't know how to do this or I should have done it that way mm-hmm. this way how, is there a way to um, realize confidence in the midst of Giving yourself
0: a hard time? Just watch giving yourself a hard time. Don't try to stop it to get to a person, an image of yourself, where I don't give myself a hard time anymore. You know, I used to really give myself a hard time, but I don't anymore because now I'm getting somewhere. Conditional confidence will always let you down or build you up. It's the very nature of conditions. You feel really good. You've really done something great. You feel really terrible. You've, you've not... <clears throat> Call the shots right and something turns out uh, inappropriately or wrong or more confusing. Unconditional confidence. There's no one who's confident. There's just a fundamental appreciation for the nature of everything all at once. All at once. Falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. All at once. Getting over there, time. Remembering what's back there, time. Is, has its place, but it's uh, illusory.
1: Lifetimes.
0: You could say that. Or you could just say the last 20 minutes. It was like another lifetime uh, up north in the prison. Just like another lifetime. As this will be, and is now. Confidence, uh, unconditional confidence uh, is unconditional. And there isn't anyone that can fail or do anything wrong. There isn't anyone that can succeed. Hope and fear. There's no success. There's no failure. There's no happiness. There's no unhappiness. Sometimes called bliss. And even that might be a little bit too many essence. I think appreciation is a, a good relative kind of word that isn't about um, understanding the, uh, the value of something. It's more about uh, seeing that everything could be included, no matter what it is. Anything that arises, the pra- the path qualities, just include. It's to- totally appropriate. You don't necessarily say that, but just include. We might have to do that relative approach uh, for a while until there's nothing to include because there's nothing separate anymore. So then everything is whatever it is, and it's like looking at the back of your hand, even though it's miles away. It doesn't feel particularly poetic. Like, what do you do? It may feel like you've lost everything.
1: Is there a way to train to remember appreciation in the midst of...
0: Yeah, very very <laughs> pragmatically, you just write it on an index card. And put it on your bathroom mirror appreciate this include this whatever's happening include that's difficult cuz sometimes the things that show up are a smell and are ragged around the edges or making a lot of noise so i'm not saying dive right into it and be a martyr but just be where you're at wherever you're at that's where you need to be easy ones.
2: (laughs) Um, You're talking about dreaming and how this is a dream too. Does consciousness only dream?
0: So consciousness is a broad word that covers a lot. So there's a consciousness that's digesting your food right now, hopefully know so consciousness is not separate from anything so you could say uh, the way you seem to be asking it i would say yes everything is unreal and everything that we witness or understand or hear smell taste touch think about is an object that arises in its own form of consciousness consciousness always finds its own form
2: Is all formed consciousness? Yes. Ultimately.
0: Does does that mean that there's some kind of perception in each form? No, that's, that's getting into the materialistic part of it. You don't need to drop down. What you said was, was pretty good, but then your question dropped down two or three rungs on the ladder down where we hang the paint bucket.
2: You understand that metaphor? I was thinking how I've never hung paint on the ladder
0: before. Because <laughs> you weren't born in the 1940s. <laughs> Don't freak out now. <laughs>
2: to lock down on them, but to observe them, not to necessarily follow them. Yes. But then at the same time, forms like the Doan or doshi seem to have some need to have more of a locking down. And I'm wondering, what's the middle way to, to work with both of those situations?
0: Well, we start by learning the form, which is a particular way. The, the shuso or the Eno or someone who's been here a while teaches you the form, who is uh, leading the the dawn leading the chance. And the, that structure is a very definite way of, of happening. And there's, we've had people come in and immediately want to change it. Say, you know, this would be better if we if we didn't hit the, the gong here, but if we did it, you know, it's not that they're wrong. It's just that they, um, it just uh, tells you the way the person learns. And they learn by it being hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with a club, with a comment, like, we're not going to do it that way just learn the form and then we'll look at your ideas later your ideas about it. But first first learn the form so the locking down part is coming from your mind it's not if uh, if you're learning from someone and they are they seem to be kind of aggressive or trying to get you to you know correct you in some way that seems aggressive then uh that's a dharma gate for you it's not something for you to necessarily come to me and complain about or maybe it is come and say, I don't like it when they scold me, when I can't do the chants just right, and I don't intone the, at the end of this, I don't do the, whatever the ornament is at the end of a particular sutra. More? More about that, I've got it. I didn't make myself all that clear. Should we endeavor to tighten our form? I think that's, you you have it, and you're told, uh, like, for instance, one of the forums is, you know, strike the bell, you know, strike the bell. But the way I teach it, the way it's taught here, is to have it be a complete gesture. So you come down, and if you happen to miss, if it makes no sound, then you can come back and do it again. But if it makes any sound at all, even the slightest sound, that was your strike. You've been taught that? Okay. So people are actually doing what I told people to do many years ago. <laughs> 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 I just got a shrug. That's uh, a... Yeah, shrug, sure, sure work. So you would do that and you know, you may... Uh, you might, I know some people come from the other direction. I know that's... Uh, <clears throat> that's okay. And there's, still, uh, there's still some kind of respect for how that's done. Some people are right-handed, left-handed, or dealing with different situations. Um, how the drama struck, another form, how you actually work with that situation. If you, I'm sure you've watched, uh, since you've been here for a while, watch how people have a little bit of a different way of working with all of those. They're not all exactly, but they're very close to that. Someone coming in here, watching three or four people go through the forms, they aren't going to notice the nuance. It takes someone who's been watching that for years to really see how much different each person functions. And awareness is what's important, not uh, 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 obedience to a form. That's fundamentalism. And that comes out of fear of losing control. I don't care if we lose control. Why don't I care if we lose control? Say it. Why don't you care if we lose control? No, I want you answer <laughs> There is no control. You can't have control, there's no authority. Try to get your own authority and you'll find out there really isn't an authority. If you set yourself up as as an authority, this is a a highly polished form of ignorance. Polishing an empty throne. Don't do it. More?
2: In a similar way, when we're sitting, there's an encouragement to return to stillness or just to kind of return to a neutral position um, with the. I form. never say that.
0: Where'd you get that from? I added it. Oh, okay. You added it? Were you aware you added it? Just now. Just now? <laughs> so what am I saying? Jim, nervous? Not particularly. You're not. <laughs> I'm not doing my job, yeah. I guess. <laughs> So let's go to the go to the actual point you, you're talking about. And, and I'm not saying that you couldn't sit and your mind is really busy and then you just spontaneously return yeah. to stillness or return to just you're just sitting here and it's, there's that wall. I'm not saying that. It's, what I don't particularly encourage is for people to think that that's right, to return to stillness, and it's wrong to have a bunch of thoughts going on. That's the... That's the area that uh, people get tangled up in. There's some kind of state of being that they have to try to accomplish. There's nothing to accomplish. Now, there are other ways of teaching this, which head t- towards that with a different idea in mind. So if you're sitting and your things are very busy and, and you find yourself just coming back and just noticing you're just sitting here, notice the gravity is pulling you down, then... That's appropriate. That's awareness of what's moving.
2: Specifically in the sitting form, sometimes I've heard it condensed in like three steps, like sit down, eyes open, and hold still, or back straight even. Mm -hmm. Just observe. Just observe. Uh What does it mean to hold still? To see what moves. Is there an endeavor on the cushion to, if we're watching our body
0: move, to stop it? So that's when uh, it seems to be necessary to do quite a bit of this and then have a teacher who's able to understand what this is fundamentally so that they know how much that teaching person should, you could say, interfere with what's happening with you. They might say, sit in a chair. They might say, start facing out. They might say, close your eyes more often. They might say, drop your gaze down off the end of your nose. Don't look at the wall. There's lots of different things that can be done to modify that. But you also might be doing some of that by yourself. You might be be really miserable sitting there, want to leave, but you know you shouldn't leave because it's not the end of the form, so you're there and you just deliberately start to daydream about something. That's awareness. That's not... not, uh, uh, the way daydreams usually work they usually arise spontaneously but to deliberately do that awareness practice more
2: that, does that same intention show up in the moving
0: forms like the bell striking this is the idea about the one that i talk about about halfway measures you come down and you stop i mean you don't stop but you you could you could deliberately stop see if you can do that with your mind Do it with movable physical situations, but you can that actually can occur in your mind also. But it has to be an awareness practice rather than some kind of intention of controlling the mind and getting the mind to stop feeling that way. More about that would be good if you have it.
2: we notice we've been pronouncing a word wrong or something like that, should we change it?
0: Yeah. Sakukoji. Sakukoji. Sakukanji. Or whatever it may be. Yeah. If you if you notice, yeah, you can readjust that. I'm not sure what the what the import of that. Why wouldn't you change it? Or am I missing some aspect of that that you could? Still questions about the tightening of the forms and there seems to be Give me a name. Give me a word that you uh, you think you say wrong or someone says wrong. <clears throat> the only thing that's
2: coming up is some sometimes you say that even with your name, if to do it like by the books you wouldn't really pronounce that second that middle U. And yeah. we say Raksu, it kinda of goes over that. Yeah. And sometimes
0: we say Raksu instead of saying Raku-su. So so, that was the question.
2: So, we're aware of that, but we still don't particularly yeah. tighten down on that with like Sokokoji or your name. It's just
0: there's so, a lot of confusion around that. Yeah, just like with Rakusu, even though we're not saying the middle one, we still are still not rolling the R. Rakusu. 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 So, we're not, I'm not even if a, a, a person with a native Japanese speaker would still take exception to what I'm doing. It's like, trying to study with uh, Mayun uh, in France and she will try, trying to get, she'll say something in French and then I'll try to reproduce that and there, it's the, the way that L and that R went together. I can't track that with my, I can't, I can't, I try to say that. So when you're my age, you're trying to learn a foreign language, it's quite challenging. But I have a very good teacher and she's really nice, she's always great, great job. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, I, I just said, I, I butchered that, didn't I? <laughs> so it's about, it's about uh, having a little bit of a sense of humor about it. And, and also, <laughs> um, the right and wrong thing is what tends to get sticky for everybody. Like, you know, when somebody's learning the, the chants of sutras, and they're very specific, and it's, what, 25, 30 minutes of, of, of doing, especially if you're the doan, and not, uh, and, or the doshi up here at the altar. It's a very definite way this is taught. And the idea there is to give you a strong form, it gives you, gives you some kind of a reference point. This is an empty teaching. This is, a, this is a transcendent teaching about the nature of reality, the nature of you as a human being, of living beings, of consciousness itself. There's nothing to believe. There's that we need, some, we need something. So we have a carving of the Buddha from China. So, but there's, there's nothing to worship particularly. So it's the idea of having a little bit of a sense of humor with that. You know, some people really can't pronounce a word a certain way because of their ability or lack of ability, ability, however you wanted to say it. Um, The the, the way I try to help people with this is to say, observe them. Even if somebody is uh, like with a, Chazan, who has been teaching the forms here for many years, uh, um, uh, he knows, I think he knows, that you watch someone's uh, error, unless it's really obvious that would confuse people, but if you watch someone makes what we would call an error, in other words, it's too far away from the form. A little bit of individuation is okay there because people are different. People are right-handed, left-handed, have a better sense of timing, have a better, their vocal cords are able to do that, uh, but I call an ornament at the end of the of the sutra better than others. Some people's voices are more of a musical quality, and some people are more kind of ragged sounding. And so we we uh, we always include all of that, and then we do whatever we can to use the form in such a way that it helps our awareness, not helps us really be good at doing the chants. Or well, at least I'm doing everything correctly. I just hear people saying those words wrong, and that's just bad. Why, the, why the, <clears throat> the shuso isn't correcting people. <laughs> so, don't you see things that irritate you? Yeah. Well, I see. That's all you see. <laughs> is, I mean, anyone here, anyone of the temple residents who are here that, that can watch uh, people's forms and not be irritated at all? I'm going to put them in charge <laughs> of everything.
2: Penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. <laughs> To the buddhas of the ten directions of the three times, including the five wisdom buddhas, Virochana, Akshobhya, Amitabha, Ratnasambhava, Amoghasiddhi, and their consorts, please hear us. To the bodhisattvas, Samantabhadra, Vajrapani, Avalokiteshvara, Ratnapani, Vishvapani, and the protector, Jizo Bodhisattva, please hear us. We ask you, supplicate you all to bring down the light to heal and protect all the Sangha, the students and practitioners, the family and friends of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, its buildings, houses, rooms, and everything in the gardens and adjoining grounds from any negative energy, the dark forces. Bring down light and protect us now.